just want to say hi to any listeners out there. If anybody's listened to my new podcast, this is Insignificant Man. Just put together some recordings, uh, my thoughts, and wanted to share them with people. I also have a channel on YouTube under the same name, Insignificant Man. I put together videos and any other visual aids that I can add to the talks. But if you are not able to access YouTube, my podcasts are available on a lot of different platforms through anchor.fm. So I hope you enjoy and I hope you listen and I'll get started. Today I was wanting to talk about angels. Just kind of covering maybe some of the rules people are unaware of. And it's not just rules, it's more like the laws of nature and, and preserving the laws of nature. And by preserving them, you're serving the creator. I talked about before, we are in a third density form. This is the most intense density, one through seven, in this octave of existence. And it's the most intense because we're exposed the most to all kind of positive and negative catalyst. Everything we experience from the day we're born is catalyst to create choice and allow free will to work. The reason why free will is so huge is because you can't have a genuine decision, a true genuine decision that no one else manipulated without having total free will and the ability to choose for yourself. What does that mean as far as the other density life forms above us? So what we call angels, though angels and demons. So you kind of have good guys and bad guys. At third density, there's a split. And after each density, there is a harvest and you're harvested and you graduate to the next density body and it's a it's a different life so the fourth density is the density of love you move through that however long that is i'm not sure but it sounds like a long time the next is fifth density which is the density of wisdom and then sixth density is the density of love and wisdom joined together once we go through our third density lives and are harvested that's where the separation begins. So this is a crossroads of sort for the rest of your existence. So which path are you going to take? You're going to head the negative direction. We call it the evil path, which is actually just, you know, to drop labels. It's just you're serving the creator by serving yourself first. So they all serve the creator because everything is one in the creator. There's nothing outside creation. So we're making the choice here. To serve the creator by serving the self, that would be the negative path, or you serving the creator by serving others first, and that's the positive path. So without free will preserved, there is no genuine choice and there is no pure decisions made, otherwise everything has been contaminated and tainted and been influenced. But there has to be a preservation of influence and that's the way creation is made and preserving that is preserving the laws of nature so we're third density we have all kinds of stimulus coming in an environment just full of catalysts good bad full of lessons we need to learn and if we don't learn the lessons we repeat things over and over and over and our spirits are infinite our bodies pass and we have multiple lives but after every life we go through a review a review we see what we made mistakes on as far as what path we're going down. If I'm going down the positive path, I do a review of my life and I see, well, these things I could have done better, I could have done better. And if there's any kind of counseling that's needed, you know, you go through counseling and if there's any kind of a traumatic experience in that life, and then you go on to set up your next life. What do you want to reincarnate as? What do you need to work on? And everything we have in our life is picked out for us by ourselves at the plane we would call heaven. That's where our spirits reside while they undergo counseling. And the, you know, the Bible is very clear about the angels that help with this process. And I'm sure there's all kinds of beings that help with this process, even uh, previous loved ones and, and such. I just want to pause for a second real quick. I need to go back and retrace my steps. Got a little ahead of myself.
What I was needing to say is until we make that transition to the green ray, so we're all born with red, orange, and yellow activated, and we're looking to transition and activate the green ray. Up until the point that happens, when you die, recycling the lives, the reincarnation is automatic. And the creator and creation is doing this on its own. Not until we activate that green ray center in our bodies, then we start to plan our own lives and have a little more say and control over the lessons we want to learn in the future incarnations of life. So the beginning, when we're fresh, when we're new, straight out of second density, the life cycles are automatic. And till we start learning those lessons, which brings us to green ray activation, and then once we have green ray activation, then we are able to start programming and have a little more say. So just want to clarify, but after that point, every single incarnation we have is planned by us, by whatever we think is going to help us get towards that goal, whether it be on the negative path or the positive path, so to help us polarize positively or to polarize negatively. We actually come into this life, everything programmed and with set parameters too, to keep us best on track as we possibly can without knowing when we're alive and that's where our subconscious comes in and that's where conscious comes in. So it's aware, but it's but the conscious mind is not aware of it, just the subconscious mind. And that's why people have stronger consciences than others. You know, one of your friends growing up, <laughs> he didn't have any kind of a conscience. And he was always, you know, the bad kid in class or or stealing or doing who knows what. Just zero constant conscience. And then you have, like, myself, my conscience would kill me. I couldn't sleep at night because <laughs> I'd feel so bad if I was so mean to somebody or anything like that. But... This is the reasons for the differences because everyone's in a different stage of development. So it's your conscience driving you. That conscience is from your past lives, your knowledge from the past lives, and the mistakes, the knowledge of mistakes, and the things that you know you want to fix and work on and need to improve. So in my case, going further down the path of positive polarity, I guess you'd say. So you have to choose a polarity. And if it was... You know, somebody on the negative polarity, they want to make more choices that are selfish. They want to do everything for them, and that's their choice. And that's the amazing thing about free will is uh, we don't need to be upset when we see evil because that is the world, that is creation itself, is free will. And especially when people are so adamant about you know, preserving free will and they're, they're very insistent on there's nothing that can make me do anything. You're very true in the sense that that's how the creator has has made things. That's his design. And that's to bring about pure choice. Uh, the funny thing is about that is <laughs> when people say their their free will is breached, you know, that God can't tell me what to do because I have free will. Well, maybe not, but <laughs> you might have done it to yourself. So, we're, which is the funniest thing I think about reincarnation is we've never really, the majority of people in America have never really believed in reincarnation. But if you think about a true, fair, balanced creation and a loving creator who is love, there has to be balance. There has to be equal opportunity on both sides. And if there's equal opportunity on both sides, then you have contrast. And if everything was good, you'd have no bad, so you'd have no contrast. Like, if everything was light, you'd have no contrast of how bright the light really is. So to show the brightness of light, you need the dark. And vice versa, if you're going on the negative path, to show the darkness, you need the light. To show how dark things can get. So we need the contrast. That is a balance factor in the free will creation, which brings about pure choice. And that's the whole point of forgetting when we do incarnate, we start all over from scratch, you know, just like a video game. <laughs> you know, do over, you start over. And it's our choice to uh, reincarnate or not, or to take a break. Uh, from what I understand, it really is a truly nurturing time when we pass on. And it's a review without judgment, which is amazing because after third density, the fourth density positive fifth density, sixth density positive path is an amazing opportunity to completely lose judgment of anything because you finally understand that everything is permissible because that's what free will brings. It Everything has to be permissible. Um, but it's up to us 
to define what is personally beneficial for us. So one of the famous quotes in the Bible, you know, everything is permissible, not everything is beneficial. Paul, we know, is of the positive side and positive polarity. So he's speaking of beneficial to a person along the positive path. But if it's a negative person, what we call an evil person, bad guys, they're, what's beneficial to them is beneficial to the self, self-service first. So once you understand this and you understand that everybody's in a different place of your development, and judgment can kind of subside or at least it can begin to subside because now you have the knowledge of what the real scenario is and where everybody's at and what they're striving for. And we can't show the light without the dark. So we have to have the contrast. And this is what creates such strong polarity shift is how much catalyst and stimulation there is in our world right now and how much evil we see on the planet and you you name it from sex trafficking, slave trafficking, murder, drug trafficking, corruption in our government and you know from the municipal level up to the federal level. We have the negative side. These are the things we need to to be productive in third density. So we're in third density, we're needing to move up to love and we're needing to make that choice. How are we gonna serve the creator? So first of all, we need to understand that there is a creator. And once we know there is a creator, then it's our job to seek and learn and know anything we can about the creator And in this third density life, once we do that, we realize we have to make a choice. How are we going to serve the creator? And the next density of love, the next density is love. And we, there's, and it separates into two categories, the positive and the negative. Positive, what majority of the world thinks of as love is being kind to your neighbor, love your neighbor more than yourself, love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that's absolutely true. So I'd, I'd make an addition to that or even kind of group it all together. It's a selfless form of love. So it's a service to others. So are you going to love people by serving others first? Or are you going to go the negative route and serve yourself first? And when people go the negative route, they view serving yourself as serving the creator. So that's just kind of their their mindset behind behind that and they have every right to make that choice because there's free will and it's great so now we have these beings that are fourth fifth sixth seventh density higher than us and they are old 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 they've been around since i don't know billions of years old and they've traveled the universe multiple planets as farmers so they're, they're serving the creator by, by farming its universe and helping it grow with every star, every planet, every planet that has life. They're watching it and doing their best as far as service to the creator by bringing forth life in first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth density. And this life that's created in our universe, all of creation, is how the one infinite creator learns. So remember, in the beginning, infinity became aware. It became love, and that that energy named love created light. And that was the infinite creator beginning to learn. And that's exactly what he wants for every single one of us. Every single one of our spirits has the chance to evolve the exact same way the creator did. He's recreating that multiple times over, infinitely times over. If you could just try to wrap your head around infinity, go right ahead. I mean, it's just it's just mind-boggling. It's, it, it's intense because there's infinite options, there's infinite worlds, there's infinite dimensions, densities, you name it. I mean, it's just so amazing. And the creator is in every last bit of that infinity. Pretty amazing. Now, we have these beings, 4th, 5th, 6th density, 7th density above us, that the farmers, and what kind of rules do they go by? Like, what kind of laws govern over them? Can they do anything they want? Like we just said, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So we'll talk about the positive beings right now. 
and you can just kind of assume that the negative beings are just the exact opposite of that and so they're trying to conquer and control everything the positive beings they are following the laws of nature so the laws the natural laws that have been formed by creation itself for them to serve the creator they're trying to uphold what the creator has already already done and what benefits the creator the most as far as service to it and its creation and everything around it because the creator is experiencing everything through everybody and everything one of the i guess you'd say rules or might be described to as distortions but there's the law of one and in law one that is the only law the rest are possibly just like guidelines, I guess you say, <laughs> um, also referred to as distortions. So these angels serving the creator and the laws of nature is free will because that's the first thing that the creator was able to do was come aware and decided to learn because he had total free will to do as he pleased. And so that's what he brings to everybody as well. Now, these older beings, these higher density beings, they are farming us to raise us to grow us to evolve now how do you preserve free will within these lower densities so, you know, like us with pets we have second density beings underneath us it's a little different i guess you'd say because you know there's a big gap in being able to talk to each other capacity of second density minds you know is also taking into account trees as well and some what you say i guess minerals just depending on the area and what exactly human population will affect the minerals or rocks in that area the angels are living and serving the creator upholding rules and laws or distortions that they feel are very important and the first one being free will and also preserving and i don't even it's more managing because the creator itself brings the balance where good is able to flourish then it has to be balanced with the potential for bad so the potentials is what is given the go-ahead i guess you say to balance something out if a negative group comes in and influences people then to balance that there has to be an opening or an opportunity for good beings to come in and do their work as well because the creator is bringing perfect balance and you know, we think back to a time or I think back to a time when I didn't believe in reincarnation. That was mostly because of the bias from the church. And there, you know, there's only one life and you have to make it your own and or you have to make it your best and have to do everything right right now because this is the only chance you get. You know, you can use a lot of fear that way to manipulate people. And what do we know about manipulation? It's that yellow energy. So starting to manipulate and, and that's not love. So and this is where we really start to get a grasp on love is once we first understand what isn't love. So love is what we're striving for. Love is what these higher beings are exercising to serve the creator by preserving free will, by preserving the balance. And now that we know reincarnation is real, it makes a lot more sense because that balance is preserved and it's equal opportunity for everybody to have the same amount of time, the same chances to live lives to make those choices towards the positive path or the negative path so you know one big question that was always asked to me growing up you know when i'd have talks with friends about christianity and believing in jesus and and everything they'd be like well you know i just don't understand how a loving god would do this or how a loving god would do that i mean why would a group of people in south america who've never heard of jesus they don't have the opportunity to accept Jesus. So you're saying that they're all going to hell. <laughs> so I don't believe that's a loving God. That's not the whole truth. The whole truth is this planet is here to bring about the fullest potential possible. Like the sun gives this planet energy. That is like the male energy energizing this planet. And that planet transitions that energy into like a mothering energy which you know where we get you know mother earth it's 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 a nurturing thing living thing that nurtures all its creations that live on it so the earth is wanting love to take over as well because 
any kind of evil that starts taking over the earth, you know, all the wars and destruction, that takes a toll on the planet. You know, the nuclear blasts and everything, there are scars that happen to this planet. And it's it's a living thing. It really is. I mean, this whole universe is living. So the positive beings on this planet are always going to struggle because evil is always there. And some lives are longer than other lives. Some lives are more traumatic than other lives. Some lives are more pampered and, and privileged than other lives. So now that we know reincarnation is real, and when the Bible is talking about reviewing your life, it's talking. It's not so much talking about at the end of everything. It's just talking about the end of each life when you go to what we call heaven in those astral planes where the higher beings are nurturing us. We go to review and then we go to pick and see where what we want to do next. And this is where the balance is preserved is everybody is given opportunity life after life after life. And every life you have to start over with the forgetting and even though you might have a lot of things planned for that life and the whole reason, you know, picking your parents, picking your job, picking your career, picking what you want to possibly bring with you into the next incarnation, what you want to contribute to humanity. You know, and everybody's at a different stage of growth or age, I guess you say, in their spirit and how many lives they've lived. So some people have evolved far enough where, you know, the next incarnation, they want to bring something else that they think will help humanity. And then that's where we also get other beings from outside this planet wanting to come in as well and bring positive influences to our populations on this planet. Because the harvest is close and they're wanting to raise everybody's vibration, the collective consciousness, to bring it up to have a high yield. So when harvest comes and the sun is going to be very significant when when it comes to harvest, we're all going to know because there's a transition into fourth density for the planet and our star as well, and the sun and the solar system. So this is a huge transition. And once this takes place, the sun shoots out its solar flares. According to the book of Revelation, they're talking, you know, seven trumpet blasts. So it could be seven solar flares. But what this is doing, this is like finalizing the transition and solidifying the transition to fourth density. When you look at the next chapters down the road in Revelation, it talks about the thousand-year reign. Well, what this is talking about is once the sun and the planet make this transition, and it's also a cloud that the whole star, solar system of our star is moving through right now and has been for um, maybe like the last 50 years or so. It's moving towards a positive fourth density change. So once it officially makes that change and solidifies, crystallized, the negative beings can no longer be here. Like that positive vibration is complete opposite and conducive for their survival. Like they have to leave. And that's why when the harvest comes, the good grapes are taken with the bad grapes as well. And we drop these third density bodies. You know, it sounds really horrific and graphic in the book of Revelation. But what it really is, us just shedding our bodies. And both the positive beings, negative beings, and the people that didn't polarize one way or the other. And then they will go on to continue to repeat third density on a different planet. Because this is a fourth density planet only. And it's not conducive for their growing. They're they're their field, their garden, it needs to be moved somewhere else, in other words. But back to free will and balance by the creator in reincarnation, and that's what reincarnation brings. You know, and we have some amazing things, too. Like in India, there's little kids telling their parents, I'm pretty sure I used to be married before, and the guy's name was this, and I can even tell you his phone number. So <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? Like, no, this can't be true. Sure enough, they look him up. And they let the guy know, our daughter said she used to be married to you. And this is, gave us your phone number and her name used to be such and such. And he's like, yes, my wife named such and such. She died about uh, five years ago. <laughs> and then the little girl was telling very uh, accurate details of things she remembered from a previous life. So this goes to show that like these things really are happening and some people's forgetting is at different levels. You know, you think about people coming in with different talents, different abilities. Like these are all things that we're programming in. You know, once we reach a certain level in our green 
energy centers activated, then we start to plan these things and, and pick and choose of what we need and what we think is best for our continued evolution to move towards the positive polarity. So reincarnation preserves the balance, the forgetting preserves the free will, and you have to start all over and figure things out. And that's where you know everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses, and you move towards those strengths, and, and everyone wants to find their place in the world. Well, when people are saying that, they might not exactly know how to verbalize it, but what they're saying is, they want to find their place in the world where they can serve the creator the best. And that's positive and negative. And that's fourth density, positive, negative, both. Serve the self or service to others. The angels, their main, I guess you'd say, rule would be preserving free will. And what all needs to happen to ensure like a high yield. And now you go back to the harvest. Well, what's the timeline set for the harvest? And from my best understanding, there's major cycles. And for our star, and, you know, it's probably pretty similar to others, I'm guessing. But for our star, it's been the last 75,000 years is, I believe, a major cycle. And every 25,000 years, it's a minor cycle, I believe. Anyways, it's 75,000 years, and there's a harvest every 25,000 years. And so what's unique about our star and our planet is this is the third time. So there's been two other harvests before this, and there has been a low yield, you'd say. There have been some people that have been harvested for fourth density positive. They all elected to stay here to help the future growth of the people on this planet in the next 25,000 year cycle. But we are at the end of the full 75,000 year cycle. And that's why this is such a big deal. This is the final 25,000 year minor cycle. And this is where the earth is no longer in third density. It's had 75,000 years to exist in third density and provide for first, second, third, and fourth density beings can live here, but mainly for it's a third density planet. So we're moving on. This star, this planet, will soon be a fourth density planet. Now, angels, what we call angels, also I just refer to as higher density beings. What's interesting about that is once you move on to fourth density, one of the amazing things about it is telepathy. So telepathy is huge. And you know these beings can read each other's mind, read lesser, lower density beings' minds. Uh, they can talk to you. That way, share dreams with you, visions, uh, you know, a whole nother way of speaking to each other where before we were speaking the notes of a song. Well, now with this type of telepathy, we'll be able to play the song instead of have to say each note in succession where it just doesn't do it justice. But when you hear the song, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's like trying to describe a picture, but when you can show the picture, it's just amazing. So... These beings have lived like this for millions and millions of years, and they're all connected by their minds, and they actually call themselves a social memory complex because they're all joined, the complexity of all their minds joined together. Like I talked about previously, you know, in the Bible, it talks about down the road, there will be no dark spaces. These dark, There will be no dark spaces because there will be no place to hide because people can't keep things to themselves anymore. Because everybody's minds will be open to each other. And I'm sure there's still going to be personal boundaries, definitely. But there's the judgment will end because all will be revealed. And we will finally understand that everything is permissible. And nobody should be ashamed about any of the mistakes they've made. Because everybody's made mistakes. And, and once we all understand this, we're okay with it. And we realize we can share more by joining our minds together as one. And that solidifies even more the law of one. So you become one as a social memory complex. And this is just a smaller scale of creation itself. That everything is one with the creator. We were all separate. We all had to live that life of separate minds um, to be able to hide things. Because that's how the environment was created for the red, orange, and yellow energy centers. And once love comes into play, the harvest comes and 
we are solidified and crystallized and green, then love is so overshadowing of any kind of guilt and judgment that there's no need to judge anybody and and you can freely open yourself to everybody without any fear of judgment because within perfect love there is no fear of any time anywhere and and that's available to us now it's just not everybody's at that stage of growth and you know that's what we all will get to someday and that's what we're wanting to try to help each other get that way because how much better is life when you treat your neighbor better than you treat yourself and your neighbor returns that right back at you. It's great. You love being around those people that, uh, you know, you walk back in your house like, wow, that was a really nice thing of them to do. And then it just continues. It continues on and on. And then when you become used to that, then you, you open up and you realize that people aren't judging you because they're they're being kind to you. No matter what your choices are, no matter who you are, they accept you for who you are. And, and what you do and without judgment and help you if you need help and you help them if they need help. I mean, that's what love brings and that's what everyone's on the positive path is striving for. So angel, these angels, these beings, these higher density beings, guardians, gardeners, you know, there's different groups. There's also a confederation out there and there is a council and that council is described in the book of Revelation. There is approval before anything is done, and that has to be addressed before any plans of interacting with us to preserve free will, what would be a positive thing or negative thing for our society to react to, and then there's balance as well. These higher density beings are a great example of what we have to look forward to in the future. And when you start looking at you know, understanding the creator more, and even like in our sciences and talking about people playing God and cloning this and cloning that. And you know, the story of Adam and Eve, God created Adam and Eve. Well, was that the first humans ever created? And how many year goes, years ago was that? And uh, if it wasn't God, God, capital G, as in uh, what our society views capital G is to be actually the creator, when it was just a being a higher conscious being, higher density being that was serving the creator that created us. They clone us or however they decide to make us within their capabilities. You know, people will get mad and say, you know, they're playing God too. And they're just like aliens out there, like toying with us and growing us like cattle. That's not always the case because you have, you know, your positive and negative. Maybe the negative side? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we are a workforce. You will be a slave under the people above you because that is the way of service to self. And so, yes. But the positive beings, absolutely not. They preserve free will to the utmost. And that is their number one goal as far as being of service to the creator. So you have the creator. He, he's above all. And then when he became aware, his infinite energy, he decided to create with his love. And from love came all light. From that light, he created all the stars. And so he's the top creator. He is the one infinite creator. Below him, he created all the stars. And all those stars, he gave free will to create however they want. And when you start Diving into Reformed theology, like R.C. Sproul, he's really good. He, he's got a lot of good books on logic. If anybody wants to look into his stuff, really good stuff. I mean, it's amazing. He is very good at writing and helping you understand logic. And you know, his viewpoint is God is illo God cannot be illogical because creation itself is intelligent and there is logic behind everything that he does. So he's a good resource uh, when it comes to that. But he was right on when saying, according to the Bible, what we understand as God, capital G, now we understand is the one infinite creator and creation itself. He is outside creation, but he is, but everything is one with him because everything came from him. But how do you put yourself outside of creation, but still you are creation? And that's, you give free will to co-creators. And every single star you see in the sky is a co-creator. He has given them free will to create however they want, which means if you could jump and visit the stars, you'd find probably slightly different rules for every star. Uh, physics would not be the same. Gravity might act differently. Just little tweaks here and there, or there could be major tweaks. You never know because 
the creator has given the stars, the co-creators, free will to create however they want. And that's where the creator is experiencing all this stuff and it's being done freely. So the next step down, the co-co-creators, that would be us. So we are co-co-creators and we have been given free will the exact same way as the co-creators, all the stars. And we're just on a smaller scale. So, and we are moving our way up, up the scale. It's pretty amazing when you think of the depths of free will and how far it goes, but still a balance. And when you talk about balance, <laughs> you know, then you have karma. Is karma real? Or another way to describe it actually is, you know, might not be as popular or well-known, is just described to as the wheel of action. So... Wheel of action. What's that? It's kind of descriptive, and once you start thinking about it, I think it's very accurately described as far as karma. Karma is the wheel of action. And, you know, we always kind of maybe think of karma as being negative, but karma can be positive and negative. So, pretty much, you reap what you sow, right? What goes around comes around. Well, there's the wheel of action. It's a wheel. It goes around and it comes back around. And so, the good karma that comes back at people. You know, you don't want to stop that action. <laughs> you, know, you, you want to ride that wave. You want it to continue. You want it to snowball. You want it to keep turning. But then what happens when there's negative karma? Well, that's why forgiveness is so huge. And not just forgiveness of others, but forgiveness of self. And I think what's always kind of was missing in my life at a young age, and I see it now that I understand it more, being older, seeing other people, because there's so much guilt and brought on by society, brought on by the church. You know, no matter what kind of organized religion, there's always condemnation. There's always some form of judgment putting people down. And the only way to stop the wheel of action or to stop negative karma is forgiveness. First of all, understanding what you might have done wrong. I mean, that's a huge step. So you just gain knowledge, you gain understanding. Well, now, how are you going to do to fix it? So are you going to do something different? Because if you keep making the same choice and keeps having the same negative effect, well, then you need to make a different choice to have a positive effect. So once you figure that out, now you've gained wisdom. So first you gain knowledge, then you gain understanding, then you gain wisdom. And once you gain wisdom, now you need to look at the wheel of action or karma and what's going around. So the first place to start is always with the self. So when we're born... You know, we have to learn everything about ourselves. We need to first learn self. Once we learn self, then we learn how to serve others around us. If you choose the positive path, you know, if it's a negative path, then you continue to just serve yourself and you, you grow along the negative path on how do I serve myself over others. And that's that red, orange, and yellow energy centers. So you need to forgive yourself. You realize what you did wrong. You realize where things were going wrong. You realize now you understood why and how to fix it. And then you make the choice the next time you've gained wisdom. Now you need to realize who you've hurt. Hurt yourself, hurt the creator, hurt those around you. And you seek forgiveness. The best place to start is forgiveness of self. And that's usually the last place people go. And it's really hard. I'm sure people have, have seen this in friends or themselves as well family members, uh, they just won't forgive themselves for something they feel is unforgivable. In a world of infinite possibilities, the one infinite creator, <laughs> infinite is infinite. So think about that. If you ever hear yourself saying or hear somebody else saying it's unforgivable, well, then you live in a different reality. You don't live in an infinite reality. Because last time I checked, the creator is one and infinite. And it's infinite possibilities in the world we live in. Anything is possible. And all you have to do is see that, know that we're one with the Creator, look in the mirror, see the Creator, and forgive yourself because everything is permissible. It's okay. Mistakes are made. The whole point of this existence is to learn. So learn, move on, and serve the Creator the best way you possibly can, positive or negative, but moving on. And then those around you who you've hurt as well and forgiveness. That's why you know, Emmanuel was talking about forgiveness. You know, forgive your neighbors and all that. Go to your brother, forgive your brother. He's talking about stopping this negative karma, which can also be called inertia. That's just an endless cycle because the other way balance is preserved in our creation is karma is balanced. We have to manage that. We have to 
understand that it's real first. And then once we realize it's real and forgiveness is real, that's the solution. And that's one of the things that comes with learning love is forgiveness. So the wheel of action, karma, it's real and it's easily stopped. And you just have to start, you know, understanding the ways of love and forgiveness is huge. Another form of balance for us in this life and in the next densities as well, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh density, is our bodies, every body in every density has energy centers. That is what stays with us through incarnation after incarnation is that red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So we're wanting to crystallize all these energy centers in our bodies. And the best way to do that is just through meditation. You know, when you're just not feeling right in the morning, you're feeling spunky or you're feeling down or you're feeling angry or just annoyed or super joyful, but you're almost over the top and like everybody's annoyed with you, how happy you are, <laughs> you know? Well, these energy centers, we have to learn how to manage them. And these are, by the way, these are just the main major energy centers. There's other minor energy centers in the body as well, like in your elbows and your hands, like behind the knees and in your feet. These major energy centers, we have to learn how to balance them as well. And, you know, one of the most amazing things about Emmanuel, but one of the simplest things about him as well is he learned the secrets of the energy centers at an early age. And he learned how to manage them. He learned how to balance them. And he learned how to row them in intensity. You know, I can't say exactly how developed he was in all his energy centers. I don't know. But he could heal very easily. And when you have unbalanced energy centers, you know, including the one in, the, in your mind, which is the indigo ray, the pineal gland, if you don't have a pure understanding of the truth about the creator and creation, then there will be blockages. And when you see someone like Emmanuel healing the way he did and manipulating water the way he did and changing matter, you know, water to wine, walking on water, you name it, that is evidence of a balanced body, of balanced energy centers. Think about how many times he went off by himself to pray. <laughs> he probably needed time to balance himself <sighs> dealing with the human race back in those days. So the energy centers in our body is another form of balance of a perfect example of, of us emulating the creator and creation. So there's a balance to everything, and there's a balance even within our own body. We even have a polarity to our own bodies. The right side is the positive side, you know, magnetically, energetically, and the left side is negative side. So how do we balance these energy centers? There's two ways to bring energy into the body. One I've talked about before, it comes in through the feet or the tailbone. I told you before, the sun is like that male energy that feeds the earth and the earth brings about the, the female, or excuse me, the sun brings the male energy, the earth provides the female energy, converts it and brings forth the, the greatest potential. Well, the sun gets its energy from the, from the source and that's the one infinite creator. Energy is coming from the creator to each star. The star feeds each planet. So our planet is getting fed by the sun by way of the creator. That energy is converted to Universal energy, magnetic energy, electromagnetic energy, everything that the earth puts off, that's what feeds our body and energizes us. And it comes through our feet, through our tailbone, through that red energy center, and it works its way up the spine. Now, if we don't have certain energy centers activated, the energy is never going to go past that, except for, you know, on the negative path, you can skip right over the green and you can go to blue and indigo. And that's where you know, individuals like Genghis Khan and Hitler, you know, that people on a negative path, they were, they skipped right over the green energy center and the energy was bypassing it and going right to wisdom and then indigo. But so now you're, now you look at it and you see, well, that's not balanced exactly. And by balancing I don't mean that every single energy center has to be the same amount of brightness. It just has to be managed because every energy level is going to be at a, at a different brightness. We've all been born with the red, orange, and yellow. So most likely they're going to be brighter. And we're developing our green energy center and blue energy center, for, you know, love and wisdom. And then the pineal gland, and that's where, that's called the great gateway. And that's where we start making our connection to the creator and its infinite energy, what the Bible has described to us as the Holy Spirit. 
and that energy that enters the body through the crown, through the violet energy center. And that's why kings of old were anointed with oil, because that energy that comes from the creator comes as a spiraling light from above. And in the oil lubricates that energy, just like uh, with electricity. You know, you lubricate anything and there's going to be less resistance. So that was the symbolism behind anointing people back in the old days, anointing kings. They're pretty much lubricating the area where this the infinite energy or the Holy Spirit enters the body. And so the body can energize that way as well. But that is a complete, that's the infinite energy entering your body. The energy from your feet is from the earth and the sun. And that's just to re-energize the body and to balance your energy center. During meditation, one of the best ways to begin your meditation is just to calm yourself, quiet yourself, and visualize the energy entering your feet, entering your tailbone, that red energy center, and slowly filtering up, you know, filling up each energy center, replenishing it, and balancing it all the way through the body, you know, breathing and letting that energy flow. And you work on that and practice that to maintain energy, especially with people, you know, I was one of these people when I was younger had horrible anger issues. <laughs> so I was very angry when I was a little kid and I would snap and just go crazy. I'd see red a lot. I would just get so mad. I wish I would have been told this earlier because it definitely would have helped me. You know, the older I get, the deeper I get in our society, I still get angry just like everybody else. But I'm definitely able to manage it a lot better once I've learned that there is truth to balancing these energy centers, these chakras. So knowing more about ourselves, knowing more about the creator, we understand that we have to manage our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. And our spirit, like I talked about before, is growing every step of the way by every piece of knowledge of the creator and creation that we gain and piece of wisdom that we gain as well. And the closer we strive towards that love energy center, how we serve the creator. And every choice we make without any kind of selfish motives, which is pure choice and choosing to love the creator as many chances as you can during the day by whatever you do in life, whatever, if you're stuck at your job, you know, you do your best at that position. If you can get to someplace else in life, where you're doing what you love, then absolutely, that's that's exactly what the Creator wants, and and that's what you know. I hope for everybody. I'd really like to get to that place as well. I mean, I'm, I haven't always been in a job where I'm totally blissfully happy. It's always been mostly I'm glad to be there, but I'd rather be somewhere else where I know I could be of better service and doing more of what I love and being more interactive, say with like local communities and stuff like that. My current jobs have taken me away, and I just have to do the best I can, just like everybody else does in the positions that they're at. But look at where your feet are and start looking around how you can serve the Creator in the best way possible. And it's not to get a reward. One of the best quotes I've ever heard is, great things come through those that serve the Creator, not to those that serve the Creator. If you're the mindset of service to others, you generally make your decisions based off of loving the Creator and loving those people around you, then you don't want anything from it. And people will get discouraged, be like, you know, I thought, you know, I was supposed to be taken care of and, and life was supposed to get easier the more I served God. You know, we still live in this world environment of catalyst. We're still growing in every choice. But when you choose the path of service to others first, serving the creator by serving others, good things are coming through you. And that that is true humility and that is true selflessness. Good things come through you, they don't come necessarily to you. If you see the good coming through you, even though it might not feel like good things are coming to you, then hopefully you can take stock in that and and find hope in seeing that you still are doing good work. And you are serving the Creator no matter where you are, no matter what job you have. If you're you know, a plumber, electrician, if you work overseas contracting, if you work out in the ocean uh, on oil rigs, if you're you know, up in North Dakota on the oil rigs up there, you see your family two weeks on, two weeks off and have a crazy schedule and, and you're away for a long time. Or you live at home, maybe in a job you're not totally happy with. You know, start looking for what would make you happy. Start looking for ways that would fill that need to be of better service to everything and everyone around you. And, you know, that's the best way we can all serve the creator to let our genuine personalities shine through. So now I've gone through all this and one of the main points I was really wanting to get to, <laughs> you might not believe it, but 
this whole talk has been focused on the Bible or ancient texts of our past. You know, the last talk I, I talked about, you know, the different Orthodox religions, Catholic, you know, you got the Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, Ethiopian Orthodox, um, you know, the Protestant Christian movement. They're, they're different Bibles and, and different canons, different books, letters. And they were all said, you know, their, their biggest thing is when these synods, these councils were putting these canons together, that they wanted to make sure, make known that these were divine inspiration of God and they are infallible and they are undisputable. And I would I would ask you to ask yourself, do you really believe that? And I and I ask that because not to undermine anything, but one thing that's always stuck out to me is religions, all the religions. Think about all the different religions in the world. They all believe something different. So <laughs> the whole point of religion is to find the truth about the universe that we live in, the spiritual world. What is everything about the sun? Who made the sun? Who made this? Who made everything around us? The creator. Who is the creator? What do you have to believe in to to continue to live, to go on? Where? How do we evolve? Like, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> you know? Now you're telling me that there's going to be 200 different meanings of life because there's like over 200 different religions on this planet? It's too weird. And especially when you think about truth, there is only one truth. Like you can't just have, you can have opinions, but when it comes to solid facts, what is it? Is there one infinite creator or is there multiple creators? Is there multiple gods? Is, well, you know, what is what, what's going on out there? Well, this is part of the seeking. This is us looking. And all these texts, all these different religions, there's some overlap. And even in the Bible, it seems like the Old Testament is so different than the New Testament. Like, what's going on here? The Old Testament is all about killing and plundering and, and the promised land and, and take the promised land by any means necessary. And then Emmanuel came and he was preaching, love your neighbor as yourself, love, peace, kind of. <laughs> but he didn't come to bring peace. Emmanuel came to bring the truth. And once the truth is heard and people don't like it, you know it's going to be covered up. And if you know there's higher being, higher density beings out there that are of the negative path as well, they're going to want to cover it up too. Because don't forget, they're looking for a high yield for their harvest as well. Because they want to add to their numbers on the negative path. And if you're wanting to be a positive person, if you want to choose the positive polarity, that is the definition of hell. Being stuck at the opposite pol polarity of what your nature is. When the, when the Bible describes hell, in my opinion, that's what it's talking about. If you had to go that direction, be stuck in a negative path, when at heart you're a fourth density positive being, that's going to be that's going to be torture. Because the only way to move on is to continue being negative. <laughs> be everything against your nature to move on, but you'd be forced to. Bring this up because I don't believe everything in the Bible is accurate. And what we know about channelings as well, you know, if you read the raw material, they are very open with the fact that Negative beings have influenced the Old Testament quite a bit without us knowing. But because of the rules they live by or because of the rules they serve by, preserving free will to preserve choice and preserving balance. And they're the gardeners. And this is in their opinion, as being as old as they are, the best way to bring the highest yield. That is how they are making their decisions and their choices. And that's why they only appear to us at certain times for certain reasons. Because they have goals in mind. They're trying to achieve the goals of bringing us towards polarity. So my question to you would be, if you did read these texts, understanding love a little more and the purpose of life is moving on to love. And if love is divided into two categories, love of self or love of others, would you be able to read through the Bible now and then be able to, to decipher for yourself when were the negative beings influencing the Bible, the writers of the Bible, the Old Testament, like Moses? Because if you think about free will in the Old Testament with Moses, and Moses was recording everything down that he was, you know, he was being told because he was a channel. He was being talked to as a channel. Not everything that he was receiving was from the positive beings. And in this case, Yahweh, the Yahweh group, which is a social memory com complex. It is a group of beings that are one and they serve the creator and they got permission from the council, the confederation, the council of the confederation to come down and, and serve the creator by doing what they thought would be the best for this certain flock, I guess you say, or crop. So us, the people at the time. The balance is preserved where 
positive is allowed to enact with us, the negative side is also allowed to enact with us through whatever means they choose. Not everything that Moses was receiving was of a positive origin. And, you know, a good example, I'll give you two examples for you to think about and to consider. One being the Ten Commandments. So if you're saying that the positive route is nothing but preservation of free will, that's the the first distortion, the first rule is free will must be preserved. Well, then how can you give a bunch of third density beings Ten Commandments and tell them they can't do this, they can't do that, they can't do this, they can't do that? Well, you think about it, that is not a loving act. <laughs> so the Ten Commandments were given, and without knowing, they came from a negative source. Well, what proves this to be right is Paul in the New Testament, uh, showing that you know the truth that Emmanuel brought totally supersedes any of those laws. And Emmanuel blew those laws out of the water just when he said, love your neighbor and mourn yourself and love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So the law was abolished when Emmanuel came. And if the law was abolished when Emmanuel came, well, why was the law even there to begin with? Well, it's because we didn't know. We were deceived. And that's part of, that's one of the many deceptions. And that's that negative side getting in there and trying to create their full yield of negative beings. Another one is the Ark of the Covenant. So the Ark of the Covenant, I mean, how dangerous is this thing? Yeah, I think there's a university in California that reproduced this thing, and it started to uh, cause some serious damage, and they started to have some serious issues. They had to dismantle it. And now that we know about technology and the harnessing of just static electricity in the air, this thing is very powerful. And what it is, is kind of just like a, a major conductor. And gold is has very low resistance. And it can flow right through it. And, you know, it's bringing energy together. And it also puts off a lot of radiation. And it collects an insane amount of uh, electrostatic energy. <laughs> when you touch it, oh, you're going to get shocked. You're going to die. And what do we know about in the Bible? You know, if they weren't touching the rods, someone tried to touch it to keep it from tipping over. It killed them. In my understanding, it was given to them under the disguise that it was positive beings in the Yahweh group giving them this information, but it wasn't. But the amazing thing was that Moses was such a positive being that he turned, no matter how negative the intentions were with the Ark of the Covenant, he turned it into a positive object, really. And this is a great example, which, like, if this never would have happened, we wouldn't have this example. This is proof that anything negative can easily be used for good as well. You know, I, I just first thing that pops in my mind is rock music. You know, back in the 80s, oh, it's the devil's music. You know, and then you get the 90s, started to get a little harder, but everything is from the creator. There is nothing that isn't created that didn't come from the one infinite creator. And he loves every last bit of his creation. You know, maybe a lot of the words aren't very wholesome and uplifting. You know, ignore those. A lot of words are hard to, hard to hear in songs anyways and understand. I know a lot of times people are like, you like this song? It's like, I don't know what they say, but I really like the music. If one negative thing brings joy to somebody, then it's it's been used. It's not demonic. It's, it's not of the devil. It's just... Something that's there that can be used one way or the other, and there's the balance, and there's the free will. But understanding that everything is one in creation, and everything comes from the Creator. So to be able to find joy, you can also you can always find joy, or like a positive, or you can always find a negative. In every choice we have to make in life, there's a positive and there's a negative. There's always two sides to every coin in a balanced creation. When it comes to the Bible, and it comes to what we know, now that we know one infinite Creator, and the one we call God that created our physical bodies, they're two different beings, but still one under creation. The one we call God that created our race, he is serving the creator, and he is of a positive nature. Just like there's other groups out there of higher density beings that are positive in nature, but they're all trying to figure things out as well. Because from what I understand, we're kind of a unique situation where there's, they, have a hard, they seem to have a harder time having a high yield when it comes to the harvest. They're trying to build up the consciousness of everybody on this planet, and they're positive beings, so they're focused on getting a high yield of a fourth density positive. And that's the direction that this planet is going as well, and there's nothing that can stop that. The negative 
beings, they want a high yield of uh, fourth density negatives and they'll bring them into their fold and we'll separate and we'll go on from there. But when you look at the Bible, you know, don't just don't get mad at anything. And, and well, you might get mad initially. And you have a right. And maybe you not, might not believe anything I'm saying. But if you've always thought that just there's a lot of contradiction going on in the Bible and even other texts like uh, the Quran. You know, Muhammad uh, was definitely corrupted just like a lot of Jesus' words were corrupted. So how do you differentiate that? How do you separate what you know is positive and what you know is negative? Well, first you have to understand love. And once you understand love and once you understand the plan of growing third density beings, our spirits, our spirits are growing and we're moving towards a polarity, positive or negative. That's the whole point of this existence. So once you understand that, then you can go back and see what are acts of selfless love and what are acts of selfish love? What is controlling, which takes away your free will, or what is enabling uh, a continuation of free will? So just something for everybody to think about. When you go back and read these texts, even the book of Enoch, the book of Jubilees, uh, any of the Maccabees, other Bible canons that are not the, like the usual New International Version canon with the, the Old Testament books and New Testament books. But when you read through them, even the New Testament, with the understanding that there is a separation between God and the Creator, and even God gives praise and thanks to the infinite power of creation itself. But He's serving the Creator as well. And that's how we came to be. And we absolutely should give thanks to God, our Creator, who is ser who made us, but who is also serving the Creator, and we are all serving the Creator, whether positive or negative, because we're all one in creation. Anyways, I hope everybody enjoyed the talk, and if you can't stand me anymore, I guess that's your choice. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, that's your choice as well. I'm just trying to get things out there and get people thinking. And maybe you've had these thoughts before that, you know, I just have a hard time believing everything in the Bible is is 100% infallible and it's divinely inspired, which I think it is. But there, like I said, there's a balance, preserve a balance. So it's a great record of a preservation of balance of positive and negative. And it's for us to filter that. And we have to know love first. And once we know love, then we can filter, then we can decipher, then we can have knowledge, we can gain understanding, we can gain wisdom, and we can continue loving even better tomorrow than we did today. I'm just an insignificant man. I am nobody special. I am just trying to get my thoughts out there, hopefully answering some questions that people might have had thoughts themselves. So anyways, hope everybody does good. I will talk to you later. Bye.